There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode four of season two of Resident Alien. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was cracking up. I really was. Yeah. And then I teared up a little. So it's like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's funny. Wait. Oh. <laughs> I had all the emotions. Yep. Well, we'll talk about ratings first as this episode brought in a 0.11 rating in adults 18 to 49 with 1.018 million viewers, making it the 56th rated cable show for the day. I don't know what it is about even-numbered episodes, because they do poorly. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Maybe everybody, everybody catches has, up. Yeah, it catches up. DVRs. It, the odd ones do quite a bit better. That's so weird. <laughs> yes, it is. And, of course, Astrid and Lily Save the World brought in a 0.04 with 0.217 million viewers, making it the 128-rated cable show for the day. Well, So okay. it slipped a little bit, too. I'm saying that's not horrible, but no. I will say to you, the Olympics are now over. Yes. So a lot of people still enjoy watching all the Olympics, so maybe numbers will change. I will tell maybe. you, I never knew what the, when anything was on that I wanted to watch, so I just watched <laughs> my normal show, so it didn't matter. It's like, it's so weird with it being around the world, and it's like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but right. that's okay. All right, let's get into episode four, Radio Harry. Is Harry building another bomb? Asta's going to find out as they go camping on the reservation. And we open with an unknown man spilling his guts to a soft-spoken therapist about his abduction experience five years ago. Only for his doctor to make a call that gets him man in black. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. I will tell you, I thought this was supposed to be like going way in the future. Right. And I thought this was like one of the kids. Gotcha. Like, that maybe heard of stuff with Harry, not necessarily right. actually taken. But <laughs> the fact that this happened, I'm like, what is what? Yeah, because <laughs> he's taken by the government agents and locked away in a futuristic looking prison. Overseeing the whole thing is, of course, General McAllister, who we see has also been detaining Dr. Ethan Stone for 65 days and counting. More on poor Dr. Ethan later. We've got a radio to build, people. <laughs> I'm still going to say poor Dr. Ethan right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 65 days. That's a long time. I figured she'd have gotten rid of him much sooner than that. <laughs> yeah. At least he's just, still alive. It just seemed really strange. And it's like, this lady doesn't know what's her, but I feel like something's going to happen and not good for her. Right. So our resident alien himself finds his frenemies Max and Sahar at the diner where he tries and fails to convince them to give the silver ball that they have back. 
And you'll recall that the sphere and its three counterparts are all that remain of Harry's ship. But our favorite troublesome twosome refuses to hand it over because Sahar is convinced Harry is going to use it to build a bomb, not a radio. Uh, you know what? I'm really torn because I get that she's distrustful of him because of everything. Right. But at the same time, it's like, at this point, shouldn't you guys kind of trust each other a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> so we go out to the ball field where Darcy's hitting on a cute dude and her team is being cheered on by all our favorite townies, including Jay and her new boyfriend. Ass is determined to keep her distance to minimize drama. That was a little <laughs> sad there. Cause she yes, it was. Because she so wanted to like talk to her and I really felt for her. I really yeah. did. However, her drama ensues anyway when Sahar and Mac pull her aside to inform her of their bomb theory. Despite Asta's doubt, Sahar's logic, Harry's done it once before, so why wouldn't he do it again, is undeniably, well, logical. See, and this worries me that this poor girl is so jaded so early. I yes. mean, <laughs> she's not wrong with a lot of it, but oh, I just feel so bad because it's like, Oh, you lied to me once. What are you going to do? She forgave Max for lying. Yeah. That is, of course, when Harry shows up to collect some of the flowers that resulted from his spaceship's monetary demise. <laughs> oh, that was so sad. Yes. They're pretty, but they're also going to help fuel the radio, which Asta asks to see. She's suspicious now and begins asking enough questions to make Harry suspicious in response. He does explain, though, that a fissure of tellurium, not far from patient, will help bounce the signal into space and reach a transit station on the giant space rock humans have named Umamau. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Umamau? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. <laughs> Who so knows I, what that is? I, I wonder, though, is that fissure of tellurium or whatever? Is that like a real thing? Tellurium? Yeah. <laughs> because of her recent doubts, Asta tells Harry they will be going to the reservation in order to send the signal, and that she and her dad, Dan, will be going with him to keep an eye on his plan. You would think Harry would go, say what? <laughs> you really are doubting me now, huh? I love that he kept thinking he had a booger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is she looking at me? Do I have a booger sticking out? And I think that's why he wasn't questioning her. Right. Because he got so self-conscious thinking that he had a booger. Yeah. Booger, booger. Sorry. Okay. I just had to say it like three more times. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Later at the reservation, Harry's welcomed with smiles and a giant plate of food. He also meets Drew, who's visiting family and seems to have immediate insight into Harry's place as an outsider. Okay, so yeah. we have not met him before, right? No, we have okay. not. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember him. No, he was not at the last gathering at the reservation, that's for sure. But he sure seemed to know a whole lot more than he might have been letting on, that's for sure. <laughs> he was kind of a jerk, though. He's like, oh, you're an outsider. And it's like, you're an outsider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry and his childish comebacks. But it's like, okay, that's kind of rude, too. But all right. So as Harry prepares to contact his people, Mike and Liv are working through their own puzzle. Liv does not remember dropping off her dry cleaning, which of course we know is because Harry erased a whole day of memories from her and the sheriff's minds at the beginning of the season. And the sheriff's got other things on the brain, though. 
specifically Judy Cooper, who's determined, and I mean determined, <laughs> to go out on a date with him after they're running at the bar. And for what it's worth, Liv's a fan of the idea. <laughs> that was just hilarious, though. Yes. I love when she comes in, she's like, I, I brought you a cake at store-bought. It's like, yeah, I think everybody figured that part out, Judy. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she's like, let me have your phone, I'll put my phone number in. She, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, old school. And I thought she was writing it on his hand, but she wrote it on her, wrote own her own hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I love that Mike even looks, Liv is thinking it's hilarious, but Mike looks at her like, okay, what is going on? Do you see yes. this? <laughs> this crackpot over here is writing her phone number on her own hand. Yeah. It's like, and oh trying to God. get into my pants. <laughs> I was worried. Yeah. Judy just had me cracking up because she's so weird. Yep. Across the hallway, Kate convinces Mayor Ben to check out the neighboring town of Jessup, much to Ben's chagrin, even if they do make amazing tacos. Oh, my God. Okay, so that was <laughs> hilarious, too. He's sitting there eating like a Lunchable. Yeah. And, and she comes in with tacos and... I mean, oh, who wouldn't want in tacos heaven, over lunchables? Yes. <laughs> he's in heaven until she tells him it's from Jessup. And, oh. I love how he throws it out. And then when she leaves, he's like, Yeah, he digs it back out. out. <laughs> <laughs> they are good. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted out the 30 second rule does not include trash cans, Ben. No. No, no. <laughs> it's a no. I mean, maybe if there's nothing ever in his trash, I don't know. Yeah. Still. <laughs> The whole container, it's like, hmm. And, and then ducking down to eat it. It's like, nobody sees it didn't happen, right? Is yeah. that what it is with the <laughs> trash tacos? Yep. <laughs> so after lunch at the reservation, Harry sits off into the woods with the Twelve Trees family, only to be joined by Kayla and Drew. His companions are determined to enjoy themselves on this camping trip, but Harry's in a hurry, so Asta does her best to shake the others. It's only thanks to Drew's savviness and his incorrect assumption that Asta's trying to get Harry alone for non-camping things <laughs> that Asta and Harry will be able to go on a morning hike alone. They have to position the radio at just past 11, and they can't have others holding them up. Well, they can't have anybody see it either. Exactly. <laughs> I thought this was funny. Because, oh, Drew's like, that's okay, I know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's like, yes. no, that's not what it is. <laughs> going, no! But I have a question for you, because something I thought was very strange, and it's been happening, I think it was last episode, they kind of introduce it, with Kayla. It's like, I just have to get away, I had to get out. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, her significant other is watching the kids, and she's coming to camp and going to stay all night with them. And it's like, what is going on? Right. I feel like they're setting something big up for Kayla. Very well could be, because we kind of thought Kate's cousin was going to be that something bigger, and we haven't seen her come back from New Mexico. So oh I still <laughs> hope she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so back at Patience in, at the 59, we finally discover the name of Darcy's mysterious partner in flirting and baseball rival. It's Elliot. E.T. <laughs> and after a little prompting from Liv, wherein the deputy also agrees to have dinner with Darcy's parents the next day, Darcy agrees to meet for dessert after dinner with her parents. Okay, so there's a couple things yes. that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but wait, wait, I got to go back because I, I threw us off. What was with the white buffalo that like Harry 
meet? Like, did Harry really meet it, or was that in his dream? I actually believe he actually met it. And is this supposed to be like a sign? Because remember, didn't Asta? Yes. See, okay, okay. See, it's like all of this stuff is happening and all this weirdness, and somebody needs to tell me what all this means. Right. Who knows about <laughs> like all this kind of folklore? Because I feel like this is a big thing. Right. Okay, and then going to this. And I don't know, like, I'm worried Elliot seems really nice, but he just kind of popped up and it's like, hmm. Yeah. I'm worried about that with Darcy. Like, is he another government guy? What's going on? He's really nice. See, but look, now sure I'm being- he sure knows what to say. Right. And I'm totally being Sahar right now, because now I'm like, I don't trust anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden Darcy's parents are popping up and- Liv is the only one that they're, like, really nice to, which I hate that because that has totally been a thing with with families around the world, basically. Yes. But I'm like, why is all of this playing up? What is going to happen? This is going to screw up something. And if Elliot is totally just a nice guy that Darcy's going to meet, I feel like the whole thing's going to blow up because her parents are there, and I'm worried. I'm just worried. Yes. (laughs) Well, and Jessup, Ben and Kate are having dinner. And are approached by the mayor of Jessup, who does everything in his power to underhandedly put the Hawthorns and patients down in the same breath. Holy crap. Backhanded compliments. Oh, like yes. Galore. Wow. And all you have is water? <laughs> oh, my God. When he insulted Kate, it's like, listen, Mrs. Mayor. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My name is Kate, and I have a PhD in... JD? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, it's like, and who puts cow nibs in a citrus fruit salad? (laughs) It's like, that does sound gross, Kate. Yes. (laughs) But I was like, oh, her and Ben, they're going to pull off on the side of the road. That's what I was feeling like was going to happen. We didn't see that. Yep, they're going to switch roles tonight. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just felt like, okay, this is definitely going to be like... A whole thing. I don't want pictures. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> but it was funny to see that mayor turn and hightail it out of there as quick as he could, because I think Kate would have taken him down pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to, like, smack him down next. I love how he takes the water. Yes. <laughs> man, man. <laughs> so, back on the reservation, Harry probably also wishes he were home. But instead, he's fighting off mosquitoes in a tent. Oh, my God. I swear. Anytime I went camping, that was me. Yeah. Now, I didn't bring the whole tent down. <laughs> but seriously, the mosquito thing. It's like, what? How? There yes. was none anywhere. And somehow, yeah. they're all in my tent. <laughs> Unable to sleep, he wanders into the woods and comes face to face with an enormous pale bison. Sorry. I jumped ahead, guys. But still, yeah. it's like, I don't understand what this means. I feel like it's got to be huge symbolism. Yes, it actually is. And what it actually is, is that because when they're around the campfire, they talk about trying to preserve nature as best they can, but it's just, there's not enough of them. And this is another thing that Harry sees that shows the actual beauty of the earth, but it's not enough. (laughs) revitalized Harry and Asta head up the mountain the next morning to set up the radio, and they make it just in time. The radio turns on and begins transmitting, and that's when Harry reveals that the signal will tell his people not to come and kill everyone for 50 years. 
I was like, oh, yeah, you did it. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> then they'll come and kill the human race once Asta's dead. Well, that's not going to set well with Asta. <laughs> no. It's like, what are you doing, Harry? Yes. What about Jay and any other kids I love it. Asta might what have? About Darcy. Oh, Darcy will be dead long before you. It's like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> wow, Harry. Wow. Of course, Asta's not into this plan and she fights Harry off to stop the transmission. She's successful, which means that to save Asta and the bison and everything else beautiful Harry is beginning to love about the earth, he'll have to come up with a new plan to tell his people to stay away. I know you don't care unless it's me. So guess what? It's me again, Asta exclaims, right before she gets a call telling her that one of the girls back at the reservation, Sonny, has gone into labor. Well, that changed the subject real quick. Yeah, and I mean, I know Harry's mad, but at the same time, hello, think about it. Yeah, they rush back and Asta takes matters into her own hand despite Harry's presence. But when complications ensue, Sonny's family asks Asta to let Harry step in. And she does because Harry knows what he's doing, even if he just learned about human birth a few weeks ago by watching YouTube videos. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> please no. Although it was really interesting. I'd never heard of this, but again, I've never had kids. Right. Um, this particular issue. And I'm just thinking, okay, I know where babies come from. Yeah. I know where babies come out of. So when the baby's head comes out and then goes back in, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound good. That doesn't no. sound like a fun fun time either no so i just thought it was interesting and then how they explain it it's like wow they're using like real medical information Term. here it's yes, not just absolutely. like let's just go past it and can i say the fact that they had even if it's a doll a little tiny baby is like a big deal because normally like when you see oh they're having a baby it's like a big baby and you're thinking that ain't coming out of there no <laughs> just yeah <laughs> it's like so I appreciate, even if it was like a little baby doll, that they had a little tiny one. Yep. That's weird, I know, but it's the little things that make a big difference in this show. Yes, it is. And they're successful, and Sunny gives birth surrounded by her friends and family. Harry, still struggling with his human emotions, is struck by the love and joy he sees before him. Because, yeah, when they have kids, they send them out on their own immediately. Oh, yeah, and then he explains, too, about, like, oh, yeah, and the the acid in the birth sacks or whatever. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see not wanting to get close. No. So we go to the restaurant while Darcy and Liv are sitting through a disastrous dinner with former's parents who go out of their way to point out everything they dislike about Darcy and her life. That was horrible. Yes. I'm like, is it really? Are there that many people who are just that oblivious? When they're talking to their kids, I mean, oh, you're, that's such a brave choice Yeah, of clothes. It's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were definitely not meant to be parents. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, yeah. I, there's a lot that I could say, but I'm just going to leave it. Yes. Because that was not just worth like it. painful watching. Yes, it was. And you could tell it was just tearing Darcy apart. Yes, and that's what made it horrible. And that's why, I mean, when they're going through everything and you have that flash where Darcy feels like she's a little kid again. Right. It's like, do you not realize what you're doing to your kid when you say all this? No. Nope. Or you're talking like she's not sitting right there. Right. It's like, oh, 
God. So they deserve everything they get. Yes. And they're sat across the room from Sheriff Mike, who's on a date and gets asked about his mysterious past in D.C. I didn't think we were getting anything. I didn't think we would either. But when the woman pushes, Mike loses his temper and leaves, but not before telling her that he was a cop who made a mistake that resulted in his best friend dying. And of course, as he storms out, Liv goes to chase after him because she feels bad for pushing him to go on a date. Do you think she heard what happened, what he said? Because it's not like he was yelling it or anything. No, I don't think she did. Now, it's not long after Mike leaves that Darcy can't take her parents' criticism anymore. She stands up and tears the tablecloth away, flips them off, and bounces. That was epic. Yes. <laughs> take that, Mom and Dad. I feel like that's something everybody has kind of wanted to do at some point in their lives anyway. Oh, absolutely. Her parents aren't the only people she leaves hanging, though. Upon seeing Elliot waiting for her at the diner, Darcy is so overwhelmed that she chickens out and ends up not going on their date. Oh my gosh, and with the red rose. Like, she joked yes. about it. Yep. And he had it, and I'm like, oh, Darcy, Darcy. Yep. And I was hoping that she would just go in and they'd be Explain able to Explain the situation, yeah. yeah. The, the dinner with our my parents went horrible, and I'm just not in the mood. Can I reschedule? <laughs> Something. <laughs> Instead or of no her, show. He'd right. see her like when she like, would head down and, and leave and he'd go after her or something. Because Darcy, I totally believe she deserves good things and her oh, absolutely. dicks about everything. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Liv can explain stuff to him and be like, maybe she's just not in the right headspace right now or something. Right. I don't know. I don't want Elliot to give up, but I'm afraid that he's a plant. Yeah. <laughs> And Liv, well, she's starting to think she might have been abducted by aliens. What <laughs> other explanation is there for her memory loss? <laughs> I love that. It's like, wait, what? Really? Yeah. No <laughs> other explanation. Nothing at all. Yep. Maybe a blackout drunk. I don't know. Yeah. The birth has left Asta emotionally wrecked. She wants to one day have a relationship with her daughter. Harry says he understands wanting to have that relationship. He has no relationship with his own offspring, after all, but his reassurances aren't enough. And what does Asta do but jump right back into jackass Jimmy's arms again? I was really mad that this happened. Yes. Why couldn't Asta went looking for Darcy and they could hang out together? together or something. Yes. And work it all out. I mean, I kind of get it. Because it was their kid. Right. And, like, he understands to some extent, except he didn't want to have a kid. Right. So it's like he really couldn't understand. No. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. There's no way Jimmy could understand what Asta is going through. Right. And doesn't have the empathy for it. Yeah. I uh, I just can't believe she went there. It's like anywhere, anywhere else. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes. So we finally go back to McAllister and we see Dr. Ethan as he's brought in to the general who's all dolled up and had a fancy dinner prepared for him. And he looked like he was hungry because he started eating immediately. Yeah, I'm like, is she starving him? What the hell? Yes, exactly. It's an attempt to get him to admit he's an alien. 
and she's more than happy to let him rot until he shows his true form. <laughs> this doesn't sound good. And then Lisa comes barging in, informing the general about an alien signal emitting from a new location. Say what? And Harry receives a return signal on his device with the phone number in his language. It's a New York number. I'm like, wait, they're sending a phone what? number? They're like <laughs> literally sending a phone number. And yes. I'm wondering, I'm like, wait, what? There's another one in New York? or Yeah. What? What is going on here? <laughs> and let me tell you, the previews, I'm, I'm yes. really scratching my head. Yeah. Because... <laughs> We will get to it. We'll talk about that, obviously, next episode. I won't talk about it. But seriously, the preview, I was just like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. You think it makes sense? Oh, hell yes. Absolutely makes perfect sense. Harry will end up having to stand up to his people to protect his, his new people and the earth. <laughs> and that's going to be something else, especially with the general coming. Yes, because we have no idea what location she's headed for. No. <laughs> and finding somebody in New York City, that's like impossible. Right. I'm sure it's super simple. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, we got their phone number. <laughs> well, where are you? Well, I'm right off 42nd Street. Where? <laughs> How do I get there? I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, I can't wait to see Harry roaming the streets of New York City. This this ought to be classic. <laughs> it will be something else. That's yes, sure. it will. Yes. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. And you can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us as there's only a few of us. So every rating helps. Tell your friends and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. There are so many podcasts out there from the Fangirl Zone. I'm sure you'll find something that you will really enjoy. So don't forget to check www.fangirlzone.com. And you'll see all our podcasts and ways to get a hold of us and so many things. <laughs> we really do want to hear from you. So don't forget to send us your feedback for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Steve. Ah, oh, just woke me up from the best dream. I was having a threesome with a starfish and a little neck clam. Sean Fangirl S. And until next time.